Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Gallant Few podcast. This is a special today. We have a very special guest with us this afternoon, and Derek Clark from the the Rangers Review. Shall we clash your Rangers royalty, David Clark? Uh, Derek Clark, I nearly called no you David chance. there. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone doesn't know, Derek Clark is uh, from the Rangers Review. He does the morning briefing every morning. I highly recommend you go and check it out. It's a really good podcast. There's obviously more to it than that. He's got Joshua Barry and. Stevie Clifford and uh, I think it's Chris Jack and Johnny McFarlane on there as well. So, but look, I'm glad to obviously have you on board today, Derek, and uh, thanks for coming along and enjoying us on the, the Gallant Fear podcast. Yeah, thanks for the kind words, Shona. It's, uh, it's good to be on. Uh, I know you guys do great work as well covering uh, our great club. So, uh, yeah, good to be on to talk uh, all things Rangers, especially after yesterday. Uh, I think everyone's got a, a smile on their face this morning. Yeah, I think everyone's waking up this morning with a smile on their face. It's different from the the Mondays of old, isn't it? About six weeks ago. So, yeah, looking forward to obviously having a chat with you, Derek, today and talking all things uh, Rangers and obviously our new manager, Philippe Clement. And uh, I think Scotty's got a few questions he'd like to fire over to you. So I'll let you go ahead, Scotty. Hi, Derek. Um, First thing I want to ask you about, what's your opinion on what style of play? We don't seem to be... I was, I mean, I was watching some of the build-up play yesterday. They don't seem to be taking any more than two touches, and they seem to be passing the ball forward a lot more. What's, what's your take on it? Pretty much that, Scott. I think uh, it's more direct, isn't it? It's better to watch. I think when Rangers were looking for a new manager, one of the stipulations was just make football entertaining again, make fans want to turn up at Ibrooks every other week to watch the the team. I think we've been watching turgid football for too long. Um, the tail end of, of Gio's tenure. I know when Michael Beale came in. 
he got some decent results, uh, but the football wasn't good to watch, was it? And then this season, it was uh, it was it was really really poor. And like you say, um, those uh, uh, turgid performances, those lateral passes that, that the manager, the new manager, said when he came in, he was looking to change that and being brave on the ball. I think the players are now being brave on the ball and looking to break between the lines and, and take gambles and. and take players on. I think we've seen it a lot in midweek. I was really impressed with Rangers up at, at Dens Park when we've seen the likes of Balogun who came out from nowhere and Goldson uh, marauding forward. We've not seen that for some time as well, haven't we? So, uh, yeah, I think it's just it's just better to watch. I think, um, like I say, there's, uh, Rangers seem to have a an intensity and uh, a real rush to get forward now, which wasn't the case under Michael Beale. It's all right having 70, 75% possession, but if you're not going to do anything with it, then it can become quite boring and uh, and, and, and poor to watch, especially in the stands. We've seen that at the tail end of his uh, managerial career at Ibrooks, where folk are just wanting to see a bit more, a bit more entertainment as an entertainment business at the end of the day. Uh, I know results are... are the be-all and end-all, but we want to be entertained. And, and Philip Clements came in and almost immediately he's got the team firing. We all thought that the squad, we know it was a, a rebuild in the summer and we all thought it was going to need another rebuild to get rid of some of the signings that came in in the summer. But he's worked wonders and uh, what just a few weeks since coming in. Uh, and you're thinking it's not a big, as big a job, I think, on his hands as what we previously thought. So, uh Fair credit to the manager. I know he's been saying he's drip-feeding information to the players, not giving them too much information too soon, which I think is the correct way forward. But it's clear he's getting into their heads and he's uh, just giving them more confidence. You see that when we hear from, I know John Lundstrom's comments yesterday, Ben Davis, when he was up for the press last week. You hear from others, James Tavenier as well, says it that not just uh, individually, but collectively, he's just giving the team that little bit of a boost. I know John Lundstrom said that it's a little bit... He's been like a, a breath of fresh air, which tells you all you need to know. I think he's just giving them clarity. They know their jobs now. They know that they look like it was a bit of a mess under Michael Beale this season. We don't think anyone was uh, aware of what Rangers were trying to do, but it's clear what they are doing now. They've got a proper football manager uh, in place uh, and he's getting a tune out of these players, which is uh, good to see. Aye, definitely. Definitely. Phil, I'm going to come to you quickly. See what Derek was saying there about Leon Balogun coming in. I'm kind of getting off topic at just ever so slightly for a couple of minutes. Um, with Leon Balogun coming in, when him and Ridvan are playing, they seemed a lot more stable to back. To me, it's enhanced the need for a kind of longer-term centre-back for Connor Golden and a partnership. I think we need a wee bit of experience at the back. What's your thoughts for January? Um, what do you think the team needs? I don't even, I don't know at the moment if the team really needs a centre back as their main priority. I think obviously that would be something we'll have to definitely look at coming obviously with the injuries that we're picking up in the centre back. But I think to be honest, I think the biggest thing for me in January will probably be the wingers. I think what he needs to do is obviously you've got the likes of Matondo hopefully coming back from injury, which I think Matondo is going to be a massive, massive, um, massive player for for under Clement the way Clement wants to play his style of football. You've obviously got Sima there as well. And then you've obviously got Scott Wright, who's obviously been a bit of a revived player. But I think the priority in January will probably tend to look at getting more pace down those wings, whether that's trying to go and get Sima on a, on a full-term contract, whether we, we'll be able to afford that. I still think we should still go and try and get that. But for me, I think the centre-back is probably one of these ones where we're always going to have issues with because we've always had injuries with the centre-backs, haven't we, with the likes of Balogun. 
they had Golson out for quite a week, uh, a long term injury. Davis seems to be in and out of the squad. Um, so look, I I definitely think that the centre back is something that we'll have to look at. Whether that'll be his main priority, I'm not too sure. I think his main priority in January will probably be looking at wingers because I think with the, what we looked at yesterday, even though when Scott when Scott Wright came on, what a difference he made when he came on that pitch. Um, and it wasn't just obviously his energy, it was the way he was able to get by the players, his pace as well. So for me, I think Luke Mon will probably look at, look, he'll have the opportunity now to look at all these players. I think he said in the press there yesterday that every single player is not guaranteed to play in this final, which I think is a really good thing. I think back in the, under Beal and under Gio, you kind of knew that if, if, even if you're playing week in, week out, it didn't really matter. You were still going to play in that final. Don't think that's going to happen under Clement. Unfortunately, I think Clement likes to change his team week in, week out. And I think that gives the opportunity for players to keep that mentality, keep that winning mentality and take their chance when they get it on the pitch. So I think when it comes to January, for me, I think I'd be looking more at wingers and getting pace down that side of the pitch. I'm unsure what Derek Clark thinks about that, but uh, I don't know if the centre-back would be his main priority. Obviously, I think we do need to look at that in the future, but whether that'll be a priority in January, I'm not too sure. I agree, Sean. I think wingers, I think, is one area of the pitch Rangers will look to strengthen. And like you say, I'm wanting to see Matondo back, see if Clement can get a tune out of him. I'm sure he can. Uh, he was the one shining light, wasn't he, that this season before uh, Clement came in. Um, Centre-back, yeah, I think uh, someone alongside in that left-sided position. I know that Balogun played at the weekend, but uh, he is getting on a bit. Uh, can he? Can we rely on him? Uh, ben Davis, uh, I'm a fan of Ben Davis. I, I like him. I think he can contribute. Um, but I think Rangers possibly need one more in there. We know John Suter's out at this moment in time. He's had his own uh, injury problems over the years. It's just uh, it's typical, isn't it, that Phil Hollander leaves and now he's a, a regular for his club side and he's playing for Sweden again. Uh, I'm sure he would walk into this Rangers team. <laughs> wonder if uh, Clement uh, fancies uh, uh, contacting Odense and bringing him, bringing him home, perhaps. But, uh, yeah, someone of that ilk, I think, um, might be on the shopping list come January. I think he will get money to spend, bring in. I don't think he needs wholesale changes, like I touched on earlier. I think perhaps two or three additions in January. There may be one or two heading out the door as well. Um, and it remains to be seen if Rangers get a director of football in place for that January transfer window. Of course, um, speaking to, I can't remember who it was, a Belgian journalist at the time told me that Clement is used to working with a sporting director. He's more of a coach as opposed to someone that goes out there and identifies players. So that'll be interesting come uh, January time. But yeah, I certainly think wingers uh, and a centre-half might be on the on the shopping list. I would definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, Derek, what's your thoughts on John Lundstrom? In me, yesterday there was a clip I seen him just galloping up the park, stretching his legs, <laughs> um, showing a bit of box-to-box, <laughs> which uh, we all thought we were getting when we signed him. Rangers have utilised him more as a number six. Um, what's your thoughts on his performances under Philippe Clement? I think he's been superb, to be honest with you. I know he's in the final year of his of his deal and there's a lot of talk about whether he's deserving of a new one. I think if he keeps this sort of form up, then I have no hesitation in giving him a, a contract extension. He's been superb. I don't think, I think, like Matondo, I thought he was steady this season. Um, not one of the, the, the poorer performers, but under Clement, there just seems, like I touched on earlier, a bit of clarity. Uh, he's now breaking between the lines and, and offering that energy, like you say, box to box, getting up the pitch. It was interesting his, uh, his uh, uh, 
um, he was in the mix zone yesterday and, and um, Joshua spoke to him and asking about him, about the confidence that the manager has given him. He says he's just been a, a breath of fresh air and he says the mood around the place is just so much better as well, which uh, tells you everything that you need to know. Uh, and I think he's just getting the best, not only out of, out of Lindstrom, but every player at this moment in time, I think there's a togetherness at Rangers that hasn't been seen for some time. Uh, and Lundstrom is really benefiting. I think he's one of the first names in the team sheet now, uh, such as his performances. And I think he's uh, certainly earned that spot at this moment. Um, he's been up and down, hasn't he, since since he joined? I think uh, when, he, when he first kicked off, everyone was expecting him to be offloaded six months later in the January. I think Sheffield United, or was it Middlesbrough at the time, are credited with an interest, but he stayed around. Then he became the, the best player on the planet in that run to Seville. And then he sort of tailed off the following season, had a, a pretty poor campaign. And... He's uh, historically come good come the end of the season, but um, I thought he's been I think he's been pretty good this season. If he can keep that form up, then it bodes well for uh, the rest of the season. I think so. Yeah, pretty pleased with how John Lundstrom's playing at this moment. Sean, what's your thoughts on John Lundstrom? How, how how do you think he's got better, or if you want to call it, call it finally arrived? That because that's how it seems to me. I think what um, the first thing that Philip Philippe Clement's done is just install belief into these players. And I think what that's really, really showing showing on the park. I think whenever I thought of John Lundstrom was that, I think it's down to our style of play. For instance, when we've obviously scored that first goal in previous games or under Beeler and under previous managers, we tend to kind of sit back and we tend to try and control the game and try and hit the guys on the counter afterwards. And we tend to take, take our time over it. Whereas I think under Philippe Clement, we seem to go for the juggler. I think we scored three goals in 15 minutes yesterday. And I think that really suits John Lundstrom. I think for me, what John Lundstrom in the past was really like one of his weakest points was he was taking too many touches on the ball when he was in, de- in the kind of defensive area, um, when he was playing that kind of the kind of defensive midfielder role. And then he was getting caught out at times. And by that, when, I, when it happened, a lot of the teams were able to get chances, create chances from that. And I think for me, I think John Lundstrom just looks so much better on the ball. I think as well, he's been able to get the passes. When he's picking a pass, he's not passing it um, sideways. He's actually trying to be a bit more direct as well with, with, with his thing. And I think for one thing for John Lundstrom that any manager can say, and I think um, we can say this this season, he's probably our most consistent, most reliable midfielder we've got because every other midfielder that we've got in our team are either out injured. So I think he's one of these guys that you can actually rely on. And I think um, for me, what I'm getting from him, that when obviously speaking about his interview yesterday, it seems like he's back in his happy place now. He seems like he likes that leadership. He wants to take it on. He seems such just seems to be in a, a much happier, happier place. And I think that's maybe the reason why is because fans were getting on his back every time he was making a poor pass and a poor decision that was causing a lot of the fans were getting on his back. Whereas I think now, because he's making more forward passes, when he does make a mistake, I don't think the fans are getting on his back as much. I think they're actually going with him because they can see that obviously his performances, I think, under Clement. And the last four or five games have been different class. I think, for me, he's the one that's really, really showing up. Um, obviously, we can speak about Balligan and Scott Wright, but for me, John Lundstrom has really stepped up to the mark. And I just feel as if yesterday, when I was watching his post-match presser, I felt as if from him, you can see that he's enjoying his football now. He just looked happy, didn't he? He genuinely just looked happy in that presser. Um, for me, it's um, Rangers tend to sign Premiership, English Premiership players kind of, once every couple of years when we can get a deal. Obviously, when we get Scott Arfield in, um, there was a lot of excitement in, when John Lundstrom followed a couple of years later. There was a lot of excitement around Lundstrom. To me, it does seem as if he's finally arrived. Um, there's a lot of clarity in his role, as you guys are saying. And uh, he seems to be 
getting on players' backs a wee bit there as well. He's trying to drive standards. It's, and that's something I've not seen from him since probably the Scottish Cup semi-final against Celtic under Geo. Um, so that's good to see. So hopefully, hopefully he can continue his good performances. Derek, I'm looking back at you. What's your thoughts on a revival of Scott Wright? Hmm. Uh, quite incredible, really. Uh, I think everyone was expecting him to head away in the summer when we seen that interview at Glasgow Airport when he was jetting off to Turkey, wasn't he? And then uh, by no reason why that, no idea why that move never materialised. But anyway, he end up, ends up back at Rangers. Um, I don't think anyone would have expected to see him again, again when he gets sent off against Aberdeen and what turned out to be Beale's final game in charge. Um, but here he is scoring goals, getting Rangers into Cup finals, which is uh, quite amazing, really. Uh, it's been some story, but when Clement came in, he says every player's got a clean slate, uh, and he's taken to Scott Wright. I thought his comments yesterday were interesting. I think it was a, a surprising substitution at half time. I had him, we do our, our predicted lineups before every game, and I had him in my, my starting 11. I thought we would have a role to play uh, yesterday from, from the start, but the manager elected to go with uh, Cantwell and Lammers. Um, but I think uh, when Cantwell comes off, um, people were thinking Scott Wright, really, but he just loves playing at Hamden, doesn't he? And scoring goals against Hearts, and, and he showed it again yesterday. Fantastic strike, uh, and he's uh, really stepped up to the plate. And like uh, Lundstrom we just touched on earlier, uh, I think the manager's just giving them clarity, giving them confidence to, to, to wear that Rangers jersey. Some, sometimes he gets a bit of criticism uh, with his uh, final ball and his delivery, but I think uh, if he can keep, keep up this sort of momentum this level of form I don't think there'll be too many complaints so uh, he's contributing which is terrific I'm sure he'll have a part to play on uh, Thursday night as well so uh, yeah it's, it's quite amazing really uh, how he was heading towards the exit door uh, and now he's playing a key role in this uh, new Luke Rangers team uh, it just shows you football is uh, can throw up all sorts of different scenarios but uh, yeah delighted with, with right yesterday and, and hopefully continue that. Sean I was your thoughts, obviously, I was surprised at half-time yesterday when I saw that it was Cantwell that had get taken off and Scott Wright had come on. Obviously, that's credit to the manager. His substitutions have, have uh, come off for him on this occasion. Um, were you surprised at that substitution at half-time yesterday? I think everyone was a wee bit surprised, but obviously when the manager came out and said that Cantwell was already on a yellow and... Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I feel as if Cantwell really hasn't hit the heights of what he did last season. I think he's been a wee bit inconsistent this year. I think, um, obviously, you see the nice touches. I think he had a really nice shot in the first half. The, the keeper made a really good save at his near post from. But apart from that, I don't think Cantwell really showed much in, in, in that first half. I know everybody's been saying, well, as you were playing in the number 10 role, but every time he's came on the pitch recently, I don't really think he's contributed what he really should be contributing. I think when Cantwell is on his A game, he's absolutely untouchable. And uh, he scores those brilliant goals and he can set us up really, really good nice assists as well. But I think um, this season so far, I think he's been quite inconsistent. Um, I think Cantwell needs to obviously take a step up. But um, yeah, I was a wee bit surprised in the substitution. But I mean, honestly, uh, Scott Wright was um, a contender for man of the match yesterday. I think that was a goal. And would you class that as an assist with it? With the, obviously, he managed to get the free kick outside the, outside the box in which Tav scored from. So, like, I think... Um, what I've noticed like under the under Clement so far, which I kind of said earlier on, is that he's given every single player a chance. But it's up to you to take that chance. And if you do take that chance, you've got an opportunity now to if you to really step up and get into obviously the first team or be on the on the bench. I think with Scott Wright in the past is that he was always been a bench warmer. 
He's always been the kind of either the guy that was sitting on the bench or not even in the squad at all. And that can't help your mentality. That can't help your confidence either. And I think what Clement has, has decided to do is that if you're having a bad game one week, the likelihood is you won't be playing the week the week after. So if you take your opportunity, the likelihood is you probably will be in the team the next week. The one thing for me with Clement is you just don't know who's going to line up. I'm surprised, obviously, Derek Clark has said there you, you predicted a lineup. I can't predict a lineup under Clement because, as far as I'm concerned, he decides how to how his style of play will be or his the way he picks his players will depend on how he wants to set up for the opposition to exploit their weaknesses. And obviously, he must have thought in that first half yesterday there was a lot, a lot of space that we were not exploiting. So I think under the first half was about tiring out the, the hearts of the hearts players. And then obviously getting your pace on, let your Scott Wright come on and exploit that space. And honestly, fair play to the boy. The boys came in and he's absolutely worked wonders, do you know what I mean, with um, with Scott Wright. And he's and as I say, you can't fault his display yesterday and you can't fault his display midweek. And the one thing I think what Rangers fans have always asked for is that everybody wanted Scott Wright to be like the Scotty Arfield, didn't they? But what Scott, what Scott Wright has never really done is shown that desire, that effort, that um, 90 minutes of, what every Rangers fan wants to see. And that's just giving you a, giving them 100% effort. We don't mind if you have a, an off game, but as long as you give 100% in every game and we can see that you're working hard for the team, that's all that really matters for fans. And I think what you can see with Scott Wright is that he's now building that work, working hard. He's tracking back, he's putting himself about. And I think that's what people obviously loved about Scotty Arfield. And we always said we wanted the Scotty Arfield and Scott Wright. And I think we're now beginning to see this. And I think what like I said with Philippe Colon, is that he doesn't know who's going to be picking week out. So these players need to be on it all the time and their mentality has to be exactly the same because otherwise you will not be in that, that squad the week after. Derek, back to Todd Cantwell. What's your thoughts on Samuel Amers? He's obviously started, nearly, I think he started every match since uh, Philippe Clement's come in. Do you think he's trying to figure out a way to get Cantwell and Lammers playing together? Uh, maybe, but it doesn't work. Uh, I'm not a fan of Sam Lammer so far. I know he scored a beauty against Dundee, but he's he's a good player technically. There's he's he's uh, top notch, but he doesn't fit in this Rangers team for me. The game passes him by. He wants too many touches on the ball, slows things down. I would have Cantwell ahead of him every day of the week, even though he's not uh, on, on form, as Jonas says. But uh, I don't know what it is about Lammers. The manager obviously sees something in training. I was surprised to see him start on, on Sunday, but I can understand why he is starting him, like you say, because he's he's playing him uh, pretty much every game, so uh, he must see something in him. Uh, I don't see it. I, I, I don't know where what the, this this experiment of, of playing Lammers and Catnall uh, out in the right, I don't think it works entirely. Well, we've seen uh, the change being made at half-time, and I think Clement needs a, deserves credit for that and what I like about it as well is the manager is proactive with his substitutions one of the criticism criticisms leveled at Beal was he's very um react reactionary with his substitutions he's often wait too late before making changes um whereas Clement he'll, he'll notice something and he'll make a change uh well it's uh, quite a controversial one I know yesterday where I don't think many would have envisaged that but uh, he got it spot on um, but Lammers, yeah, uh, he and Dessers, for me, have been two costly uh, co costly signings in the summer and, and they've failed massively to live up to their price tags. Uh, I think if they came in on free transfers, then they wouldn't be getting as much criticism. But both have to do a lot more to 
uh, win the fans round and earn their place in this uh, Rangers team. I know that Danilo's came in for Dessers recently, uh, and rightly so. I think he offers so much more than Cyril Dessers. But Lammers, to me, need to see a lot more from him. Uh, and I've, I think we've all gave him a lot of time now to integrate into this Rangers team, and he's just not doing the business. I think it's a mentality issue with him, or perhaps just... How he's uh, used to playing football, I don't think it suits this uh, Rangers style at this moment in time. So uh, that's certainly a conundrum for the manager to figure out because uh, it's not working for me. Yeah, yeah, I would need to agree with that. Shona, on to Ross McCausland. What role do you see this young boy getting going forward under Come On? Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, I think uh, Clement's come out and said, hasn't he, that he obviously wants to instill the youth into his, into the team at some point. So I think we'll see a gradual build-up of, of Ross McCall's, um in the team. Uh, from what I've seen in the B team, he's obviously been one of the most outstanding players for the B team as well. His, his level from going from the B team to the first team has been extraordinary, to be honest. I think he's really taken that that, that next, next level and he's really taken to it. Um, for me, I was always thought he was going to come on yesterday. I was actually quite surprised he didn't even come on, even though we were three one up. So whether um, the manager, I'm just obviously, obviously come on. We trust, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, he'll know exactly what he wants out of the team. And obviously, he opted to go for Scott Wright over McCausland. I think a lot of fans would probably would have had McCausland over over mm. Scott Wright a couple of weeks ago. So, look for me, I think what the manager needs to do is try and find fit him into the right kind of right kind of game. At the moment, I don't think he's probably a first-team starter. I think he won't be on the team sheet, but I do think he'll be able to come off the bench, and I do think he'll be able to have that impact when he does come off the bench, whether that's in Europe or whether that's in the league. So, uh, no, I think um, it will all be about how he performs in training, and if the, the manager sees what he does in training, I'm pretty certain that he'll, he will get his opportunities this year. Same with the likes of Bailey Rice. I think he'll obviously get some opportunities as well. So it just really depends on what the manager's thoughts are. But for me, I think um, McCausland, his development from the B team to the uh, to the first team has been really, really good. And I, obviously, you want to keep that up. You want to keep that mentality and you want to keep that hunger going for him. For him. So I think um, maybe this weekend, you might see, because obviously we've got the game in Europe this year, you might see obviously him coming on as a substitution in Europe. You obviously might see him coming on at the weekend. So I'd, I'd expect to see Ross McCausland at some point this week um, come on as either a sub. Um, in one of the games, so um, but no, I'm quite glad that the the manager has installed the youth, and you do see a lot of the youth players on the bench, especially when it was one um, was it midweek or in Europe, we had quite a lot, and obviously a lot of that was down to injuries. But at least the the manager 
I've been to a few of the B team games. I think obviously I, I think I've told you about this, Scott, as well. And the Clement's there with the assistant manager for the full 90 minutes. So that's a really, really good positive thing as well. But I just do think that with the B team players, it will be a gradual build up to get them into the first team and it's up to them to uh, fight for their place if they really want it. Derek, I'll come on to you with the same kind of question. Is there any youth prospects you think we're, we're going to see before the kind of end of the season? Anybody that can kind of force their way in? Uh, McCausland's one, uh, and I like how the manager's not afraid to play them. Uh, we've seen last week against Hearts at Ibrooks where the game was in jeopardy, and yet he still brought them on and he done really well. Uh, other ones that come to mind, of course, is young Bailey Rice. I want to see more of him, if possible. I think he's the lad's got a right, bright future ahead of him. Zach Lovelace, prior to getting injured at St Mirren, was looking good also. Um, hopefully uh, his injury isn't uh, keeping him out for much longer, because I think we'd all like to see more uh, of young Zach as well. And others that you're thinking of that, that haven't really had an opportunity for some time, Leon King, of course, Adam Devine's there. Um, we know Alex Lowry's uh, out on loan at Hearts and there was a bit of debate whether Rangers should maybe look to bring him back in January. I think that's a, uh, a decent discussion, but if, if he's not maybe playing as much uh, as Hearts, then I don't know if he'll get an opportunity at Rangers. Saying that, I would have him over Sam Lammers, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, those are the players. I think Rice is loveliest when he gets back fit and McCausland uh, are the ones I think might get an opportunity uh, under the manager going forward until the, the, the end of the season. Um, and they're exciting players as well. Um, I think they've certainly done well done well whenever we've seen them pull on that Rangers jersey. So uh, those are the ones. Uh, Divine and King are, are interesting ones for me. Like Lowry, I'd have sent them out on loan at the, the start of the season. Uh, there's no, I don't think there's any. I think they're too good for the B team. Um, I mean, they're not playing Lowland League, but... Uh, I think they're too good for the Lowland League anyway. So for me, I'd have sent them out on loan to teams either down south or abroad just to move away from home. And I think it aids their development a bit more when they're um, moving away and um, and playing in, in different leagues. I think that would have done them both the world of good, but it is what it is. Uh, and we haven't really seen either of them. So uh, might, that might be a decision for the manager come January time. If, if their pathway is going to be blocked, then perhaps uh, loan moves might be the way forward. Right, okay, okay. Um, I can't see Lowry getting called back. I think what he's what he's doing at Hearts is what we need. To, what he needs, to be honest, I think he's um, he's uh, he's making errors and he's mm. making good contributions. He's there's a couple of times you've seen his potential come at the fore. Um, I think loaning players to our own league. I think personally, I think Leon King and Devine should have went out on loan to other other S SPFL sides. Um. So, yeah, so we'll see how he moves forward on it. Um, game management. Shona, what was your take on what I was impressed with yesterday was when Hearts scored and three went up, um, we were still attacking. And that's what you expect. Um, what's your thoughts on how we handled that situation after Shanklin scored the penalty? Yeah, I think um, what I've noticed under Clement so far, and I think under other managers, I think I've said this previously, that we tend to kind of sit back after we've scored and we tend not to go for the juggler. We tend to have a lot of, I would say as if it's like we lose our belief. You know, you've just scored a goal. You think you'd be on a high, you want to go for the second goal. But for some reason, we tend to kind of sit back. We tend to take a lot more passes. We tend to be a bit more kind of reserved in what we're trying to do. That allows the opposition to kind of obviously 
get themselves back into position, allows them to get them settled. Whereas I've always said this before, as soon as you score that goal, and obviously the, the opposition, the opposition are all over the place. They don't, their heads are all over the place. They don't know how to um, get themselves back into position. Uh, I think it's the ideal opportunity, do you know what I mean, to go and then try and score more goals. And I think what I've noticed under Clement is he's not happy with us just scoring in that one goal. He wants us to keep going and attacking and get that second, get that third. And I think that's what's really, really refreshing to see because I think um, under past managers, we've really struggled with some teams to score that second goal, especially if we go a goal behind. I've always said this before, for some reason when Rangers go a goal behind or there's a VAR decision um, against us, we always seem to crumble. And I think what's been really refreshing so far is that those three goals in the first 15 minutes totally killed that game off. And that meant then that Hearts then had to come out and attack us. They were absolutely knackered by that point. And that kind of opened up spaces and gaps in the midfield and the attack for us to exploit. And I, th I feel as if that's the one thing that I think the manager is going to try and install more is that when we do score that first goal or if we do get a penalty against us, is to keep going. Just keep going. Don't start going back into your shell. Don't be reserved. Be positive. Get those direct passes going. And uh, obviously, get, this is about this whole mentality, about trying to get the mentality with the players and obviously with the fans as well on board. Because I think under previous managers, when we've gone a goal behind or another team has scored, you can hear the silence. You can hear the grunts in the crowd, don't you? You can hear them all getting a wee bit frustrated at times. And I think with under come on is that I found that when we've ha got that second and third goal, we're all a bit more relaxed. I even think even when it comes to defending corners as well, um, previously under managers, I think most fans have been had their had their hands over their eyes, do you know what I mean, watching every corner that was coming into our box. Is it going to be another goal against us? Even when we got to maybe like the 90th minute and we were, we were drawing games and then all of a sudden the opposition are, are giving us a hard time in the last 10 minutes. I think now we're a bit more comfortable and we're a bit more settled when we get the ball and when we go 2-3-0 up, we can still go and get uh, get that other goal. But uh, for me, I think under Clement, I think so far what I've seen is that we don't want to just go for the one goal. We want to get three or four. And that's a good thing when it comes to Rangers because I think over the other side of the city, what they've been really, really good at is they've not been playing well and we've not been playing well. But for some reason, we end up getting a draw or we end up dropping points or we lose a game. What they tend to do is they tend to go and then win the game. Um, whether that's in the last minute of the game or whatever. And I think now what we're seeing under Clement is that we've got no fear now, guys. I think now what we need to do is install that fear into the other teams, or the other opposition teams that we're playing against. And hopefully that will happen as soon as they come to Ibrox. Because I think under the other side of the city, the other teams that are in the league, they've been fear for them because they don't want to lose 4 or 5 nil. I think when they come to us, they feel as if they can just turn up against us. It's, as I said, it's like Aberdeen and all that. It's their cup final, isn't it? And when they turn up to Ibrox, they seem to give it all. And if we can manage to get install that fear into those the other teams, I think, um, like I said before, I think uh, if we can do really, really well this season uh, towards now and towards the, the end of the, 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 the year, because we've got a lot of away games coming up, if we can get through this tough period, guys, and get into that old firm game pretty much on the same points as Celtic, I'm pretty confident that we could go into that game and win that. Derek, what's your thoughts on the kind of apparent shift in mentality. Obviously the players do seem a wee bit stronger mentally. Um we've seen it we've seen it so far. What's your thoughts on the kind of game management side of things? Yeah, uh, and the fans are more optimistic now, uh, heading into like Sean says this uh, it's quite a difficult run of fixtures on, on paper. Some away trips there that you're looking could be uh difficult matches, but you just feel under this manager that the squad are in a good place and you fancy Rangers going to these venues and taking maximum points. So um, 
I don't have much trepidation and as much fear as I would have under the previous management team. Um, and before, uh, I, I was one thinking, listen, seven points, uh, that's uh, maybe right off the league this season. But since Clements came in, he's, he's reduced the gap almost immediately. And there's renewed optimism where folk are now thinking, hold on a wee minute. Uh, as Shona says there, you'll go to Parkhead if, if you're five points behind. If Rangers go there and, and take something, then it, it's game on for me. So uh, he's just uh, instilled that belief um, in the squad, as you touched on. I think there's players that were underperforming that are now performing for the new manager, which you often see, you get a new manager bounce. But uh, it's whether Clement can sustain that. I think he can. Um, I've been impressed every time I've listened to his press conferences. He's very animated on the touchline, which is... Uh, I know that doesn't mean you're going to win games, but it, fans like to see that, don't they? It just adds a, a bit more to the spectacle. So uh, he kicks every ball, which is good. Uh, and as I mentioned at the top of the show, he's just a, a proper football manager. So you feel a lot safer and more comfortable going into these uh, tricky matches. I mean, Livingston up next. Well, we've got um, Sparta Prague at home. The fancy Rangers take maximum points for the next two games in Europe. Um, and then Livingston, of course, away although they have a decent record uh, over there, the, the Tony Macaroni, you, you think to yourself, it's a, a tricky surface for, for Rangers to go on, but you just fancy them to go over there and, and do the business. And I think, as I touched on earlier, the players are getting little tidbits of, of information. I think they're drip, being drip-fed at, uh, at this moment in time and not to sort of flood uh, their minds with too much. Uh, and I think that's working so far. So um, we're seeing improvements game by game uh, and hopefully come that Celtic game that they're firing in all cylinders and they've got a, got a league cup in the trophy cabinet for the first time in like 12 years which is uh, too long Aye definitely definitely um, Shona I think you've got a question for Derek you, before we finish up yeah, just basically, obviously, looking at obviously the uh, the, the manager so far, and uh, what would you say at the moment um, would be probably Philippe Clement under Philippe Clement. What can you pinpoint? What would be a success for him this year? And what do you think has been the biggest change in the squad so far under Clement? For me, I think for me, it's been the pin, like you said, the wee things that he's been taking in the media. He's actually putting that out. So basically what he said was that he's going to have a style of play. So far, we've been able to see a style of play. Um, for instance, he says there that every every single one of them has their own um their own their own opportunity to obviously make it. And I just feel as if that's that's been the main thing for me with under Clement. What he's been saying in the media, he's actually been able to show it onto the pitch so far. What would you think is the biggest thing that has been the, the biggest change under Clement so far and the players? I think uh, reintroducing the cryo chamber has been a huge benefit, isn't it? <laughs> That's been laying dormant for, for too long, I think. So uh, well done, Philip, for uh, reintroducing that. So I think he just, he's uh, he's went in there. And, like you say, he's, I think the injury list is something that he wants to get to the bottom of as well, um, which I think is a good thing. He's got a, a real uh, vested interest in the medical side of things. We know that the injury list in the past couple of seasons has been, um, it's, I think it's cost pretty, Arguably, it cost Bailey's job. It certainly cost Gio his job, but having so many players out injured. So, if you can get to the bottom of that, I think that'll be a good thing. But, like you say, I think style of play is uh, improved almost immediately. Uh, Rangers are now enjoyable to watch as opposed to being a chore, which uh, hats off to the manager for that and for uh, the information he's passing on to the players. In terms of expectations this season, League Cup is, is a must. Um, that side, I want the Scottish Cup as well. The league. 
if he if he was to come second uh, and close the gap, and uh, we all want the league title, of course we do. But uh, where he is at the moment in time, he came in. There were seven, Rangers are seven points behind. If he can close that gap and make Rangers competitive up until the end of the season, I think that's uh, progress for me. Um, in terms of Europe. Uh, I think that will take care of itself. I really fancy Rangers to qualify for the, for the next round and uh, how far they go, that remains to be seen. But uh, yeah, I, f- I fancy me to qualify for the last stages of Europe and get two cups uh, and have a good old bash at the league title. I think uh, most fans will be pretty content with that. Aye, aye definitely, definitely. Um, I think it's... Basically, what you said, Derek, I think it's going to be two cups and a good bash at the league, and everybody will be quite happy with that. Um, I don't think this is not a great Celtic side either. That's what sort of annoys me for that that first old firm game. They were there for the taking, and and if Clement was in charge, Rangers win that game. Now, I know that the the roof goal was a big turning point in it, but um, I was just, like many others, unhappy with the approach in that game. Rangers sat off and played like the away teams. I think Celtic were. Uh, very, uh, they've been delighted to come away with all three points in that one. Um, but I think they are, I mean, they struggled past uh, St Mirren recently, didn't they, at home? I know they dropped points against Hibs as well. Um, but I think they are not as formidable as they were last season. So uh, I wouldn't be ruling out the league just yet. No, definitely not. Definitely not. You get any closing thoughts? Yeah, I don't know if you think this, Derek, but I feel as if this November and December. It's probably going to be the toughest two months for Clermont because you've got the, you know what it's like when we come back after that winter break as well in January, but we've got so many away games. I think we play, I think the only home games that we've got are the European ties, St Mirren and Dundee. Everybody else, we've got Aberdeen, we've got Hibs. I think we've also got Motherwell and Celtic all away. I think for me, this is the biggest two months for Clermont at the moment under his new reign as, as Rangers manager. I don't know if you think the same. Yeah, listen, if, if he comes away with maximum points up to Celtic, then he's done a cracking job. But uh, yeah, they're going to be tough games. And that's why he's talking about squad rotation and what have you and uh, managing players' minutes. Uh, he's not afraid to bring players out just to rest them. He touched on that after the game, of course. He's looking ahead to Thursday, which I thought was refreshing and, and giving players' minutes. Great to see uh, Tom Lawrence back, incidentally, in, in, in that game yesterday. That would be a touch wood. He can steer clear of injury. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a tough test. And if he can... Reach that game at Parkhead, say five points behind. I think everyone would uh, pretty much bite your hand off for that because like, there are tricky games coming up. Um, but uh, Celtic as well, you wouldn't bet against uh, them dropping points on the on the travels uh, too. So um, yeah, it's going to be uh, certainly a few uh, hurdles to overcome. But you certainly feel confident, I think, under Clement more so than you did under the previous regime. The Rangers can uh, navigate through these uh, potential. Uh, banana skin, shall we say? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, any final thoughts, Shona, before we close the show? Um, no, obviously. Um, uh, like I think, it, like you said, Derek. I think in the next couple of months, for me, if we can get onto the same amount of points or get near enough there with Celtic and go into that old farm, I think um, it gives us a really, really good stead for setting us up the the, next, the second half of the season. I think for me, the biggest worry for me is just when we come back from that and that, that winter break. I think um, under previous managers, 
we have really, really struggled to come back from that. So I think um, for me to keep that mentality with the players, as long as we can hopefully win that old firm game, we should go into that um, new year feeling good about ourselves. And hopefully that will kick us on because I, th- I do think that if we do go on to win that old firm game, and it does take it down to two points. I think we're in for a really, really good second part of the season, guys. I really do. It just really depends on obviously the European games that will be in amongst that as well. But like um, Derek says, I think for me that the Scottish Cup and the League, Cup, League Cups are an absolute must. And I think, yeah. as you said, Derek, I think that the kind of league will kind of take care of itself. But I think for me, it's just about getting those the mentality right with the players. I think I've been seeing this for a while now under both managers, Gio and, and uh, especially Beale. It's just that um, the mentality of these players, we were always questioning them under, are they going to be good enough for Rangers? And I think um, everybody was saying that we needed a rebuild and another rebuild, you know, that way. But I think what um, the good thing under Clement is he's been able to install that really good mentality so far within the players. And most of the players have really taken their opportunities. And that's all we ask for is to give 100% and take your opportunity whilst you can. Um, but for me, it's just a case of, under Clermont, I really do not know what kind of lineup he's going to bring out week in, week out. I think that's the one that's going to be the biggest. There's always going to be a surprise in there, guys, I'm telling you. And everybody's going to go, what is he playing at? But I think at the moment, everything that he does at the moment is like magic. He's like her Harry Potter at the moment. Yeah. He's, a wee magi- he's a magician. So, um, mm-hmm. I, like I said, the other, I think I said on one of the things the other day, you can do what you like, same is fully come on, because we are living in the world that he lives in at the moment. So, um, as long as he continues to do that, I think every Rangers fan is happy and uh, what I do like is the fact that the fans are now happy. I think you can see that as well in, in most games that uh, he's really installing this kind of this family that he keeps on going on about, these leaders on the pitch. And I think that in family is obviously installing the fans as well and he's trying to get that the, the, the good atmosphere back and you can really, really tell that even if a player does make a mistake, you don't really hear the grunts from the crowd. We're kind of spurring them on, and I think that can only be a positive thing going forward. So, look, guys, I'm, I'm, thank, thanks very much, Derek, for coming on. I really, I really appreciate it, and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the, the rest of the season under Fluke. Come on. Hi, thanks for coming on, Derek. Talk well, thank you for having me. It's uh, great to talk all things Rangers. As I mentioned, it's uh, always good, good when we're got something positive to talk about, isn't it? After so many months. Uh, depressing Rangers ruining your weekends but uh, yeah the the good times seem to be around the corner once again so uh, yeah roll the one and uh, Derek can you just tell everybody and it's obviously maybe watching this podcast later where they can find you and uh, what kind of work you can do on on every morning on the Rangers review you can do your wee plug now Oh, thank you. Yeah, you can find us on uh, YouTube, uh, folks, or, or Facebook. We've got our morning briefing, which is half past nine, uh, Monday to Friday. So uh, we're on every morning talking all things uh, Rangers. You touched on earlier, myself, uh, Joshua, uh, Stevie, Chris, uh, and Johnny's on from time to time as well. So um, that's great fun to do. Um, we're also on, on Twitter. You can find us if you just search for, for Rangers Review. Um, and it's just uh, great fun to do. We've been doing it for just over two years now. Uh, and it's a uh, great love the interaction with the, with, the, with the punters and all that that message in. So um, there's worse jobs out there than, than talking about Rangers every day. So uh, yeah, it's uh, a pleasure. So if you want to join us, then uh, half past nine on YouTube every morning, folks. Well, thanks very much, Derek, for coming on. I really appreciate it, and hopefully to many more. And uh, I'm a big, massive Stevie Clifford fan. So if you can get ah. Stevie on, I'd be. I'd be over the moon. I'd be definitely doing the podcast of Stevie Clifford. So give him a wee shout out from me. Thanks. No worries. Right. Thanks, guys.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 